Hello, the internet, and welcome to this episode of Trend Resner. Uh, that is one of my favorite trending show titles of all time. Who who gave us that, Mr. Miles? Oh man, that, this this one came all the way from Discord from Rory the Scrivener. Rory the Scrivener, yeah. Dynamite Classics. How come you like uh, you big Trent Reznor fan? You big Nine Inch Nails guy? No, this is just funny. Like I, I'm actually oh, not at all. I love it. Trent Reznor. I love Nine Inch Nails. I love all the scoring he does with Atticus Ross. I think the shit is so good. That's definitely I, one of those dudes who I feel like I just would have loved and just missed. Like, yeah. I, like, I was doing... I have all the overlapping things, but I just never, yeah. never got into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was doing this thing. I was I was trying to get Her Majesty into Lost because I've got her buy-in on like Lindelof IPs. Uh, after watching, wait, are you Watchmen. a Lost head like all the way to the end? I've I watched Lost all the way to the end, but I didn't like not in. I wasn't like heavy in it at the time. Like I, I, I was one of those things where I didn't like all the people that I knew who said Lost was a good show. Like in two thousand four, yeah. I was like, yo, just because y'all like it, I'm not watching it. And then I was like, yo, I was. I remember I was sick, and I had the first. I borrowed the first season on DVD, and I blew through that shit. And I was like, damn, this yeah. shit cheesy, but. They know how to write those hooks. Anyway, I was just thinking how much better Lost could be if it had the Leftovers soundtrack underneath it or oh, yeah. even the Watchmen one because there are moments where like the soundtrack just doesn't hit. No. You know? Yeah. And yeah. I think it's like Peter Giacchino, I mean, whoever did the score. But when you, know, you got uh, Trent Reznor versus like whoever is doing soundtracks at like a network, yeah, probably like, not mm. comparable. How but, yeah? How haunted are you? Because Trent Reznor <laughs> is a ghost, basically. Yeah, I never. I I dropped Lost in season. I think it was three or two when like they started. They were like there was an episode where something happened, and then the second episode, there was, the next episode was just that same thing happening, but from a different perspective. I yeah. was like, man, they're just spinning their wheels. Fuck this. Oh, but, that was probably maybe like when they were opening the hatch. Yeah, it was it like right be. after they opened the hatch. Yeah. And but then like there there are different people who watched it all the way to the end who I respect who are like, you gotta watch it to the end. Like Cody Johnson still is like it's a masterpiece and like has his way of explaining all the different stuff. Uh right. And I respect his opinion, but I still it's a lot of time to right. invest. Yeah, I uh, mean, it's it's not going to be a th- look. It's like anything. It's we're probably going to lose momentum, and that's and then we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll we'll then we'll snipe at each other about. Well, you started watching the other episodes when I wasn't watching, so we're just going to just stop. I'm like, okay, fine, fine, fine. We'll, we'll find a new show. Uh, watching Better Call Saul, very good. Uh, still watching that. Yeah, I like that one. My wife was out of town for a couple weeks, so I, I took a break. But we're back at it, and it's real good. Um. All right, What's Miles. What? Uh, welcome back. First of all, this is gonna be the first yeah. time people hear you back. Yeah, yeah, I'm back, uh, baby. Back, baby. Never lost. Uh, and it's great to have you back. Let's tell the people a couple of the things that are trending. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a couple Super Bowl uh sort of residue stories. <laughs> we talked more in depth about the Super Bowl uh on tomorrow's full ep, but uh, as of right now, uh, M Night Shyamalan is trending. Uh, because he dropped a trailer for his new movie during the Super Bowl. And I don't know. I, I guess people are freaked out and intrigued by it. Uh, it, it strikes me as very, um, I don't know. I was getting real The Happening vibes from it. But uh, just like sort of a, a silly concept that 
you're like, well, it's Shyamalan, so he'll probably pull it off, and then it, it doesn't come together. But right. that could just be me. Yeah, I don't. I mean, we. T- I don't know. So the Super Bowl, I had it on. Half the commercials looked like normal commercials to me. Like when I could hear that we were going to a commercial break. Um, but yeah, Shyamalan, yeah, good for you, Mister Shyamalan. You know, do your thing. Yeah. Keep riding off the strength of uh, the Sixth Sense. I love. I mean, that's also kind of the thing I love about. M. Night Shyamalan is that like he's still just coasting off the strength of a couple movies early on and somehow people have completely forgotten the L's along the way yeah yeah but yo credit where it's due yeah Daniel O'Brien who I used to work with at Cracked had like told me about this theory that I don't think he came up with it but he talked about it that this idea that like some artists are always trying to write the same novel over and over again. Mm -hmm. And some are like always doing different things. There were like two different versions, but I feel like M night Shyamalan is one of those people who's always trying to write the perfect version of the same thing, but he kind of perfected it the first time around. So like, he doesn't really need to, yeah. uh, But anyways, the, the movie is called old. Oh, uh, let me guess. Like Someone the birds, we're going to make old scary. Um, and it's people are at a pretty beach. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like a, one of those hidden beaches. At, but then like, like the beach, one of the kids goes missing and then the kid shows back up and the kid is like 25. Now he was seven when he went missing. He's older. Oh, fuck. Off. What? Come on. What sort of magic is at work here? What's he trying to say, Shyamalan? Yeah. Exactly. That we can't stop time and we're mortal? <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, yeah. I, I I will wait to see what other people... I'm still hopeful every time a new M. Night Shyamalan movie comes out that people are going to be like, yo, it's Sick. amazing. He right. did it. I remember like the happening. I remember seeing the trailer. I was like, okay, this is fucking weird. And then right. I remember my friend just gave me the weirdest explanation. I was like, I remember... Back in the day when people went to movies, they were like, yo, I just saw it fucking happen. I was like, oh, was it good? And like, man, it's the fucking trees or some shit. Don't worry about it. It's fucking dumb. <laughs> and I was like, what? And that's all I know about the happening is my friend being like, it's the fucking trees or some shit. And I was like, okay, I don't care. Just how uh, sort of casual and incredulous they were. I was like, okay. I get and Mark Wahlberg as a scientist. Um, mm-hmm. So shout out to y'all. Uh, Hannah Montana slash Miley Cyrus who rumors have it are the same person, uh, but they are, uh, she she is trending because she, I guess, did a Super Bowl opening show. I was, I was a little confused as to, like, were the people who sang the national anthem bigger stars than I realized? Because it was like a country singer and a actual singer who i wasn't that familiar with i don't i i look i barely watched the game right so i didn't even know the last time i paid attention to the national anthem was when lady gaga sang it and i had a a, a prop bet on how long she would go right yeah yeah um so (laughs) i I apologize to whoever she hit the over oh hell yeah she hit the over the so 2018, Pink. 2019, Gladys Knight. 2020, Demi Lovato. 2021, Eric Church and Jasmine Sullivan. Huh. I don't, 
I don't know who 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 that is. Who's Jasmine Sullivan? Up she was the one who was a really good singer. And then Eric Church was just playing guitar and just twanging his way through it. Oh, who say? It was the uh, national anthem performance equivalent of the Bruce Springsteen Jeep commercial. It was bringing oh, got it. the two Americas together. Can't we all just get along and Can't forget we all just that forget they're about Nazis? De facto white supremacy. Yeah. <laughs> Keep glossing uh, over that. But anyways, uh, this got people talking about like, Miley Cyrus would be a dope halftime show next year. Um, and that's still like kind of, that's the one thing that still holds up. I still will watch every halftime show. I still right. like the conversations around it. Even though the weekend was like, not everybody was fully on board. It was still fun to like hear people's takes on it. Cause it's actually like a, an elaborate, you know, piece of live it's Whatever. just our weird form of annual American pageantry. Like, it's, yeah. there really isn't another thing where it's like, cram all this bullshit into one day, and it's like, we've got it all. Guys getting concussed, fucking bombers that will fly <laughs> over and make you think, are they going to drop a bomb on us? I don't know, right. but that's what's cool about our military. Then have some stars come out who might be struggling with addiction and a uh, big dance number. <laughs> You know what I mean? <laughs> then, like, yeah. someone has to call out a corporation by name at the end of the game. Like, it's it's everything. It's got it all. Ooh, did that happen? Uh, I actually didn't watch the post game. Did Did Tom know, Brady I've... say I'm going to Disney oh, World know. and drinking some Budweiser on the way in my U.S. Air right, first class exactly. ticket? All right, MAGA, y'all, Brady out. <laughs> Deuce. <laughs> uh, Bitcoin is trending uh, because. Uh, Elon Musk bought like 1.5 bills, as uh, we call it in the billionaire game. Uh, 1.5 billion dollars of Bitcoin, and that caused Bitcoin to shoot through the roof. Um, yep, about like 14 percent. Yo, is this gonna be a thing now? Where like it, it's you, gonna you, be a kind of shitty headline. But yeah, about- the the stock market is now like because one interesting thing happened on the stock market. Now it's like we are treating different stocks like, I don't know, they're interesting inherently. Um, right. I don't really care. I know, I know Bitcoin and cryptos are like more interesting than uh, like just regular stocks, according to dudes who would love to talk to you about cryptos for a half hour. But I don't know. I just, this is a new era for me. Where And a lot of the people who want to talk to you about stocks are just people who are like, uh, just rise and grind, dude. We're just right. going to get my hustle on. You got to make that paper type shit. And I'm just Ugh. like so bored by it. I don't gonna know. Make that paper, paper, paper. I mean, yeah, look, cool. Shout out to all the aspiring gazillionaires. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's like Shout that thing you. where like, it's like when one person found out that like the Princess Diana beanie baby was worth a lot of money. Right. And they were, oh, she fucking beanie babies. It's like, well, you know <laughs> yeah, what? It's, yeah, it's late, yeah, bro. It's exactly. late for that. You <laughs> just found out. Beanie baby you just creation. found out about Dogecoin. It's yeah. too late. You should have gotten in man, when that shit was fractions of us. But you know what? Uh, I think it's weird because I feel like on one side, a lot of the traders and like Wall Street traders, like it's, it's all chaos. But I have a feeling it's going to inspire a lot of naive people to enter stock the stock market. 
just because of like this one sort of anecdote about like regular people getting rich without like really picking apart the nuances of how like predatory like Wall Street trading can be. Yeah. The end of that story is the regular people all got shut out by like the relationships between the app and the brokerage houses and right. like people got screwed and and the message that the media takes from that is well wow, people must be interested in uh stock market stories um, right but i guess so, they are because this is number one trending thing on google i mean Bitcoin. i'm not gonna lie i feel like every person i know has talked about it whether yeah. it's a joke or people who are legitimately interested in the stock market but it has been coming off of everyone's lips i think yeah, because sure. there is something there's a deeper appeal in that like this collective action helped fight like just fuck over a hedge fund and that Whether feels they're very in satisfying it for the bit or the coin man uh <laughs> jokes some people Dude, are just come straight bits. from your lips bro straight off the lips <laughs> uh kevin garnett is trending uh now for a story i do care about eee, uh kevin yeah. So what what did Kevin Garnett have to say? He's trending because he basically said, I don't know if I people from my generation of the NBA could actually play in today's league. Truth. And he gave it up. You know, because a lot of well, what if Kevin Garnett was guarding Joker? No, 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 no. And now in this New York Times article, um, because he has a book coming out, so a great time for him to give an art uh give an interview. But his quote is really interesting. He was saying, like, you know, the leaks change. I'll just I'll read you this thing, because if you're a basketball fan, this will be really interesting to you. Quote, 20 years ago, guys used their hands to control players. Now you can't use your hands. That makes defense damn near impossible. Can you imagine not hand checking Michael Jordan? No. The fact that you can't touch players gives the offensive players so much flexibility. Defensive players have to take angles away and stuff like that. But if you have any creativity and ambition, you can be a great offensive player in this league. He talks about different, you know, how. Dirk came through with his, you know, one-legged shots and things like that. And Joker is kind of iterating on that. Um, and now he's saying, and Steph Curry revolutionized things with being able to shoot it from distance with such consistency. Clay, Clay Thompson, Dame Lillard, these guards changed the game. I don't know if even the guards from 20 or 30 years ago could play in this time right here. It's creative. It's competitive. It's saucy. You'll get dropped. A motherfucker will cross you over and break your ACL these days. The game <laughs> is in a great place. Um. I, love I mean, this is by far the truest thing that I've heard an ex-player say about the just the way the game progresses. It's not to say that if Kevin Garnett was, you know, 22 today, he wouldn't be in the league. His game would just be different because he came up on a different right. version of basketball that is more advanced. It's right. Like, yeah, sure. Like Bob Cousy will get fucking served. <laughs> in you know right. whenever like i get that or like right. bob mcadoo like what do you want to talk about like we yes if you it's, transported it's, them in a time machine from yeah. their their era of the league to today yeah they wouldn't be shit but yeah. they would have grown up at a time when the game was different like now any 22 year old grew up knowing about kevin garnett's game knowing it's the same way that like people are like well animal house isn't funny to me anymore like that is kind of true for me but that doesn't change the fact that that was funny at the time it's just that like chris farley's shit was built on top of jim right. belushi not jim belushi john belushi shit uh and so like that stuff is less uh 
funny to me in the present moment. It's like right. all all basketball athleticism, like it's they're improving training, they're improving everything, and they're learning by watching. Yeah, like you're not gonna watch tape of Bill Russell and be like, oh shit. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, he was dominant, but there's just another level of dynamism in the game now. And like it's truly I remember I remember like in the era of, you know, the An one mixtape becoming really popular. And I was like, yo, like this is how the what where the fuck is this skill in the NBA? And not right. that it, it's the same game, but like we're starting to see more of that like excitement of and expression offensively and dribbling with all that. Like it feels like it's evolving. Yes, like Kevin Garnett sees it. Like it's moving past this other thing. Um, and it's just becoming, like you said, someone could cross you up, bye-bye, ACL. And that's just where we're at right now. People are dangerous out there on the court, nice with the ball. So protect yourself. Yeah. That's what, I mean, the fact that LeBron is still the best player in the league is wild to it. That, that makes the fact that, cause he started out in a league that was totally different and has right. Improved his game and pushed the game forward as he improves his game. Like that. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. There's only a few people I can think that could play now. Right. Yeah. Like yeah, Allen yeah. Iverson could play now. He couldn't play the same way. No. And Kevin Garnett couldn't play the same game, but he would probably be able to be like a knockdown three point shooter. Like, yeah, because and that's his just the way athleticism. The like, imagine what happens with with Allen Iverson being forged in the fires that the players of today are. But whatever, yeah. that's just a weird thought experiment that we'll reserve for our video game fantasy lineups that we put together. Yeah, the speaking of video game fantasy, though, the like over the weekend, Steph Curry was playing against uh, uh, not I, I'm Luka Doncic, and that game was wild. He was yeah. pulling up. Not like from like almost half court. He was pulling up like standing on the logo at half court on a fast break and draining right. threes from like half court. It's really next level shit. It was um, great when Damian Lee was like, fuck up, little boy. <laughs> I was like, this is great. I love this shit talking. Uh, and... The shit talking, though, I would be interested in a purely shit talking league. Because yeah. I've, that's one thing that it doesn't matter where the game's at. If you're f- sick with your mouth, you know what I mean? Like, I'm curious to see how someone will get in someone's head. Like, I bet there could be something really interesting to be like, nah, man. Like, get yeah. the, all the epic shit talkers together. Kevin Michael Gar- Jordan, you can only imagine what he would say to people now. Who? Michael Jordan. Oh, yeah, Michael Jordan. Although, Michael Jordan, I was un- less impressed with, like, when you see him talk shit behind the scenes... It's just like because he's so it's cool and the best player ever, yeah. people give him an extra like benefit of the doubt because like the stuff he was saying was actually not cool. Like, but oh, it's just that? he he's just deadly, you know. Yeah. Um, like when he was playing those coin games with the the security guards, the security guards, like his <laughs> their shit talking was better than his. It's just oh that yeah, he, that's true. <laughs> the one dude with the perm. The dude with the perm is the best. Legendary. And then finally, uh, Gorilla Glue, still trending. We talked on uh, uh, last week's episode, uh, Joel and Tess and I, I believe, talked about a young woman who uh, did a sort of a PSA on, I think it was TikTok, where she was like, do not put Gorilla Glue in your hair. Um... Cause that is, it is not like, I guess there is a hair product called gorilla snot. 
Um, and oh, then yeah, yeah. She has another product called Can't Believe It's Not Glue or something like that. Uh, something along the lines of like, this is basically glue for your hair. And she was like, Gorilla Glue is not neither of those products. You should not it's put it super in your hair. Glue, right. It has been, and she like kind of showed her hair and it looks like, you know, like a, a toy's hair. Like it just looks like straight plastic. She's like, it's been like this for uh, weeks. All hairs. Um, over the weekend, she showed a picture of herself in the uh, hospital, like trying to get this taken care of. And now Ooh. she may be uh, suing Gorilla Glue. Or, but uh, you missed. I don't know. You, but you misused their product, correct? Yeah. What you mean? I mean this Valvoline 10W30 motor oil ain't mouthwash. <laughs> like what? What? What case do you have? I mean, like when it says it's not for topical use. Like I get you trying to. You need the fucking wild spike that's harder than fucking you know stalagmites in the Antarctic. But like, what? What the? Fuck? I don't know. So one of the things is that. The Gorilla Glue comes in a spray form, which I was a little confused by. Why Why does it need to? Oh, so um, it's almost like I'm naive. There's a lot of confusion. Who would have thought? Look, honestly, I thought Home Depot sold hair care products. <laughs> Y'all not here I for mean, they sell products? snacks at the front. Yeah, right? So, <laughs> all right, well, good luck to them. Uh, um, you know, but... I think the confusion comes from the other two brands. Sure, the, yeah. the hair products that talk about glue and talk about Gorilla, like that is going to... Uh, this is what the trial is going to sound like. Right. Yeah, Your yeah. Honor, it's that there's other products using Gorilla <laughs> or glue, and then it, it coming in a spray form, which most hairsprays are sprays, Your Honor. Uh, right. I rest my case, right? Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't, it's not Gorilla Glue's fault though, probably, is what, is what they're going to end up at, I would imagine. Yeah, I mean, I can't, whatever, like, I'll, especially if it's, a, good a, luck to everybody private with person hair. trying to sue a corporation that's yeah. in America, come on. Come on, buddy. Come um, on, pal. We make, even when they have a good point, like in the McDonald's coffee thing, we make a joke of those people. Right. Um, I was thinking one last thing about Kevin Garnett. Uh, me and my boy Chris, we used to wear uh, rubber bands, uh, like On Kevin Garnett. Because yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I remember in Slam, he had an article when he just got in the league out of Farragut Academy. He was like, "Yeah, like I wear rubber bands because I couldn't afford jewelry. So these are like there to remind me, like that I that I can ice my wrist now, but also like to just to remind me of like where I come from. Like, oh shit, I used to wear two rubber bands. Shout out KG, except when you were on the Celtics, ho." <laughs> Uh, I used to wear rubber bands too. Um, I like I think I actually wore it before him though. Uh, oh shit! All right, let him know. Yeah. Really. Um, yeah. All right. Well, Miles, uh, once mm-hmm. again, great having you back. Thanks that for is me. gonna do it for uh, this afternoon. We are back tomorrow with a whole last episode of the show. Until then, be kind to each other. Be kind to yourselves. Wear a mask. Wash your hands. Stay inside. Don't do nothing about white supremacy. And we'll talk to you all tomorrow. Bye. Bye. Bye.